welcome to I Have Issues. I'm Lucifer Storm, and I've got one quick question for you. How are you? How the devil art thou? Hopefully, you're keeping well and keeping safe. So before I bring in tonight's guest, I just want to give a quick shout out to Midnight's Edge because I was on their YouTube channel yesterday. I had an absolutely great time. So please go check out Midnight's Edge After Dark because that was the podcast I was on. I had a great time and I think you guys will enjoy it too. And also, I just want to remind everyone that I do have an Indiegogo campaign for my forthcoming outlaw graphic novel, Lady Satan, an Angel in a Killer's Dress. You can find a link to this campaign in the description box down below and you can also find it in the chat as well. We've already hit the first stretch goal we should hit the second one i'm keeping fingers crossed if you want to help out like i said follow the link in the chat or in the description box down below and tonight's guest they have an indiegogo campaign as well and it's not for a comic it's for a jrpg called beckoned so could everyone please welcome to i have issues and i hope i do not uh What's the word? I hope I don't ruin the pronunciation of his surname, but please welcome Jeremy, Jeremy Thethernot. Did I get that right, Jeremy? Did I get yes. even close? Yeah, of course. Of course. You did great. <laughs> yeah. Welcome, welcome to the show, man. How you doing? Doing all right, man. Thank you very much for having me on. This is exciting. I've been actually, since you were, uh, since you and me were on Pete's that one time together, I was like, yeah. I got to get on that guy's show. <laughs> I like the flavor. <laughs> Oh yeah! Awesome, man. Awesome. I'm glad to have you here, man. So I have to start off with the question that I normally ask everyone that comes on here, but I'm going to have to tailor it a bit, a bit more towards uh, what you've been making. Where does your journey begin as both a fan and a creator of RPG games? 1994. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's, that's a long way back. So how did you get from there? to hear well i was a, a young kid i was born in 86 so around that time that was in the height of uh western uh saturday morning cartoons power rangers ninja turtles uh and a best friend of mine uh his older brothers were really big into the japanese role-playing games and tabletop rpgs like role master dungeons and dragons in fact i still have my role master copy right there but uh uh he introduced me to a game called Chrono Trigger and uh, some Final Fantasy VII was at the time and Final Fantasy VI, these old Super Nintendo 2D ones. And I just got hooked. I liked uh, the idea of uh, these long form stories, these characters you can kind of craft along the way and the, the narratives, just the stories themselves. Some of them got so wacky out there. It'd break your brain trying to understand it and then now kingdom Hearts. so don't even get me started there but um uh the the other thing that was running parallel with that was the movie hook that came out uh steven spielberg's you know adaptation of the peter pan lore and i yeah. grew up with the you know peter pan lore and actually used a few techniques uh, or one technique in particular with the our prototype i'll, I'll mention later but um seeing that kind of uh, visual, tactile, fantasy, other world, like putting a real sense like they did in Hook, just playing the video games. I knew that fantasy was just going to hook me and, you know, send me off. And then Legend of Zelda was huge and didn't find out that Link was inspired by Peter Pan. So there's just all these tangles. But one of the biggest things was 
I don't know why. Doesn't seem like my parents' type of thing, but I they kept bringing home these late '80s and early '90s fan, dark fantasy movies, like yeah. you know, The Dark Crystal or Neverending Story or Pan's Labyrinth. Or, or no, Pan's Labyrinth was me. Labyrinth, you know, uh, uh, with David Bowie, uh, but. I was enthralled with them and, and they, of course, because of the kind of the scary nature, you're a young kid watching some of that stuff, it sticks in your brain and you can clearly see how that's transpired with Beckham, like with a visual nature and the flavor of it. So I'm trying to keep that. Uh, I'm not afraid of scaring the kids, <laughs> you know, <laughs> enough to, you know, keep them intrigued and, you know, exhilarated, but at the same time, you know, uh, making it uh, a fun, you know, uh, to get into a fun, lost, uh, but intense, you know, narrative that, uh, and gameplay that we can, uh, pull off here. So, awesome. uh, and, and it is just the start. I always say this, uh, you know, beckons just the beginning to, uh, the, and I make this analogy, it's the Hobbit to my Lord of the Rings. So yeah. there's a lot more to go off of this. Um, but yeah. Awesome, man. Awesome. I just quickly want to acknowledge the people in the chat because they are also awesome as well. We have Lotia MJB who says, I'm doing great. Hope you are too. We have my main man, Too Far Tony Wiggins, who says, Hi, Mr. Storm. How's it hanging? And to what side are you hanging? Oh, I'll tell you later, sir. We also have Poncho who says, So glad you got Jeremy on Lucifer. Saw him on Peter Sametti's channel. Love this guy. Thanks, so, Poncho. So do I. That's why we got him on, Pancho. That's why we got him on. Uh, we've also got Marv Studio who says, hello, hello, Marv. How the devil are thou, good sir? We also have Scooter who says, hey, hey, welcome, Scooter. How the devil art thou? And Larita Andrews, he says, a bit, of, uh, a bit of scare doesn't harm the kids. Mm -hmm. I agree with that, no. definitely. So, your current project is Beckoned. Tell us a little bit more about Beckoned. In fact, I'll bring up this page this is your campaign page which like i said before link in the description box down below guys tell us a little bit more about this game well i mean coming into it uh to normally a group of comic uh comic uh you know fans and comic creators i would like to kind of focus more on like the story and uh, mm -hmm. the development of the artwork uh, but as far as mechanic wise this is what i'm usually uh describing as is a turn it's a real-time twist to the turn-based JRPG mechanic. Um, so in, in combat, the turns are still being taken one at a time, but the actions in which you take is very real time. Uh, so yeah. it's a neat little blend, neat little mix. I was inspired by, you know, other type of games. But as far as Beckend, um, mm -hmm. so we're all familiar with the term cyberpunk. Yes. Yes, Steam, we are. Steampunk. <laughs> yep. You know, these... <laughs> So I uh, I was inspired by you know Final Fantasies or these really nature seeming grounded stories and uh, that's where the fantasy comes from in, in a lot of their flavor. So I wanted to kind of say, hey, this uh, it's like more like a Gaia punk, you know. So okay. it's low low life, you know, high Earth magic, <laughs> you know. I guess is the <laughs> right way to go about it. But uh, the lore of it is. Uh, this planet called Devonis um, has a crystal core, and that's the lore of the planet. We could talk physics and geology and all that, you know, all this stuff yeah. about. But um, 
these crystals uh, pop up and grow up out of the ground, uh, much uh, much how our flowers do. You know, they're a lot more, they just shoot up. Um, but they develop a harmonic resonance. They're vibrating. You know, they're causing these 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 tones, you know, even that can't be audible to our ears. You know, but uh, that harmonic resonance ends up having a uh, collective consciousness itself just through the vibrations. It assimilates its own awareness. I don't know if you're familiar with the physics theory of E8 lattice, but with physicists uh, in the hobby of sphere stacking, they postulate that atoms and molecules assimilate a matrix, uh, mm -hmm. what they call an, uh, an E8 lattice. And E8 stands for eight dimension because the eight dimensional object projected fourth dimensionally. And then we see it's fourth dimensionally projected in three dimension. We can only see it 2D on the screen. So there's a lot of shadow casting to understand yeah. it. So if you take the theory E8 lattice as it, as it's the manifestation algorithm that molecules assimilate to make reality, these crystals are emanating this resonant harmonics to form this other matrix lattice that interacts with the E8, allowing people who can tune their brain frequencies to these frequencies or these stones. Uh, what we call lodens are what crystals are in this world. Uh, that that's what manifests these magical abilities coming out. And there's a deeper level to that where they can collectively take a bunch of these loading stones and meditate and explore a space called the shell. So kind of like a meta space or a astral plane, if you would. Awesome, man. How long have you, have you been working on this game? Since I was uh, in high school, I've been working on the world building. I've been drawing concepts. Some of these behind me, were done maybe right before high school, during high school, I mean, right before college, you know, uh, during. So I've been working on uh, just the world building, the characters for a while. Uh, and, uh, but for this IP, this serious push uh, with the, with three kid versions of the heroes I was drawing before that it's been four and a half years that I've been punching this out as a serious IP, getting all the mechanics planned. I've got a game Bible right here <laughs> um, uh, that still needs to be updated, damn it. That's only like one little stack. I've got stacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got stacks, but um, it, it, it's... It's been uh, it's been insane. <laughs> awesome, man. Awesome. How many hours a day are you spending like working on this game? Honestly. Honestly. Fourteen. Uh, if, if I'm drawing and animating and or working on the website, fourteen hours. A day. I mean, I love doing this. This is kind of the only thing I do outside of my dog. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, uh, my older brother helps helps this go along. He works. Uh, he used to be a programmer from the military uh, in the Navy with uh, Gatling guns and then uh, got out of that and into oil and uh, wind turbine energy and programming their, their systems there. So I visited him in Texas four and a half years ago, showed him what I was doing, got him on his computer with Unreal. And then six hours, he had some Sprite, my Sprites running around in an environment I made as a test. And yeah, ever since then, he took to it and started building based on my abstract, you know, design because there was no books that we could read to teach us how to do it. And even the tutorials we found, they would just give you little nuggets that you could yeah. take with you. So 
Uh, it's been very uh, explorative. Uh, some people said trailblazing, but I'm not going to stamp that on my forehead. Um, but yeah, uh, it's it's been fun like finding it, and I'm still finding it. And now I have a lot of people who get to play test it because uh, it is on Steam. If you do have a computer, you can go there and play uh, play our prototype now. Uh, and then just give us your feedback. Uh, it's not perfect. It's not really optimized, but it's a demonstration of uh, our principles working. Uh, if you have fun with it, great. Uh, it, it's a little hard because I'm trying to teach you how to play the game through the mechanics, you know. So uh, you're you'll either get frustrated or you'll feel that exhilarating feeling. Oh my god, I got it! Yeah, all right, all right. And yeah. then you're you're just you're 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 doing really well. It's pretty easy once you get it. Uh, used to it but uh the world like i was saying uh trying to get back or oh i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry uh i'm scared i'm trying to answer your past questions too, <laughs> hey man. it's cool man it's cool i get it man sometimes when you're working like those 14 hour days you know at the end of them you are a bit like um what's what's going on <laughs> so what made you decide to do this game independently and not take it to a publisher I want to because I have three other games, which means more of the story needs to be told. Um, okay. And it, I, I don't want to lose the IP just running out of the gate. And I did. I have talked and spoken to a few different studios. I've spoken to publishers and it just seems like uh, I'd be better off going this route right now. Uh, awesome. We do we do want to expand the team uh, with a couple other hands at the helm to make sure we can hit our goal uh, of, of fulfillment. I mean, the, the fulfillment of the perks, most all of those are coming to if we get funded are coming to you by July. Like that comes real soon to give you guys something to hold on to, to collect, to kind of, you know, hold you at bay while we get this thing made. So, um, but yeah, uh, what, what got me wanting to do it indie, man, is I'm tired of seeing people lose their projects like hr giger is a giant yeah. one to me that like that's the alien guy like yeah that besides that his art alone is something that it, it's an experience to look at it you know so yeah, yeah so and to see that guy just kind of be taken right out of everything along the way right before he died too it's kind of sad yeah. so i don't want to do that <laughs> no, I, I can understand that i can understand that man in the chat we have uh lotia mjb who says so all graphics are pretty much hand drawn yep and flip book style so old disney frame by frame by frame by frame oh fantastic yeah. fantastic so do you find like working on this game do you find that it energizes you or exhausts you L labor of love um it, yin and yang i mean of course it's going to exhaust you when you're doing that but yeah. the dry the, just the exhilaration that you feel like oh my god i'm doing it oh my god my characters are moving i can play this now you all have got to play this now this could be so like, that's enough that's enough i mean time to switch you know i don't need to switch to decaf it keeps me going but i need to switch to decaf <laughs> you know <laughs> when i get that excited when i'm on things like this it it yeah, I I don't sleep, you know, when I'm like this. I'll like I'll work through the night and then yeah. get some Z's, you know, after I'm done. Like if I'm in it, I'm in it. Excellent, so, man. Excellent. So what would you say is your your creative kryptonite? That one thing 
that could in- interrupt the progress on your game and you wouldn't be able to do anything about it? Uh, Carl Jung. Oh, My really? <laughs> cool, man. Cool. <laughs> so, Really, that's it. Is like it, It's me getting up and sitting in the chair and doing the work, trusting myself to learn this like I've learned the whole way. I just got to do it. And I've got a great support group around me. I've got friends around me that are highly skilled people. So I can I can call, you know, or message. Someone's going to give me some direction. And if they don't, then I teach myself. <laughs> so cool, uh, I would say it'd be me uh, not being self-aware. Uh, yeah. The more self-awareness I can have and being humble about this, being like, yes, this is hard. Yes, this is how you start. Yeah. But look for the right information in the right places. So that's that gets kind of tricky. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say has been the, the best money that you've spent on creating this game so far? Uh, getting all the uh, legal stuff set. Uh, so we own, uh, or we trademarked Beck and, you know, Zade Studios, the logos for them. Uh, of course, before you know, before we set up the Indiegogo, it's got its own like small bank account, <laughs> you know, <laughs> sitting there. Um, advertising. I mean, we're putting a, a little bit of funds, excuse me, doing paid promotion. Uh, we've been doing that ourselves mo- mostly. So it's only a little bit here, a little bit there. Let's just try to kind of get awareness out there. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, now we've got someone who's, uh, supposed to be going through all the data that I gave him yesterday morning and we can get some sort of role going on there to just try to bring more attention to it, more awareness. Um, but, uh, again, grassroots and indie, um, mm-hmm. I'm in the right circles with, uh, you know, this group around here with comics, man, you guys are the creations are insane. The artwork is nuts so inspiring <laughs> like i can't believe i i funded so many so many comic books now i got so many comic books <laughs> so you like me your credit card is weeping as we as we speak because of how many projects it's funded yeah and i got 60 to raise <laughs> <laughs> yeah but awesome Awesome, man. Uh, Scooter says if your indiegogo campaign is funded you will be able to keep the project as your own Ideally, I, I mean, like I said, we want to expand uh, the help. So, yes, that's the idea. Is if we can fund it, then we should be able to put it out self-published ourselves. Um, but like I said, I, I have talked to other teams that have team members that if we paid them right, then they wouldn't mind coming in and lend us a few extra hands. So I don't as long as it's like that. Yeah, I mean, we're staying total indie. I don't want to sell it off. I don't, Man. you know, have no no urge to do that. Fantastic. <sighs> we also have Aria Blackness in the chat who says, Hail Lucifer and Jeremy. Hello, good sir. How the devil art thou? So, 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 so. I'm going to bring my, my questions back up. What led to you wanting to promote this game to, to like, the, the comic book audience? Well, Joe Catapano with Star Circuit. He's a uh, he's an old buddy of mine from high school. Uh, we ended up working together at a couple, at a game studio. Uh, really tight knit. The only two artists in a room, so that was that was fun. 
lived lived together with him and, and his little brother, uh, who's who was also an aspiring artist, uh, pastry chef now. What's up, Mac? But uh, we uh, he started to teach himself art seriously, uh, yeah. and he started a channel where he started to do that while he was, you know. Uh, streaming you know and putting these things out there and i was watching them do it and about that time that's when we started talking and it's like okay what are you gonna do i want to do a comic book what are you gonna do well, dude i'm on beckon you know what i'm doing so <laughs> you know what's your time scale well i want to have the the book ready to go by this time I was like, all right i'll have my prototype done by the time you got that so over the years of us working on it, uh, we talked to each other, world building. Hey, what do you think about this? He's a big gamer too. So I got to talk a little bit about that. We'd share what games we're playing and uh, then he's ready, you know, and then I was ready and we're like, okay, we're doing Indiegogo. <laughs> I was like, all right, so let's do Indiegogo. So we built our things and we planned it out and he was doing a lot more than I was on the prepping and I just wasn't aware. You know, I didn't, I didn't really know how to trend. Uh, I was too, you know, I was on my own side going, Hey, here's my YouTube channel. Hey, all my regulars. And we did, we built a great base just organically yeah. by doing that enough that when we launched, you know, uh, that first night, like we raised over uh, almost $4,000 and, and under, uh, what was it? Scoots. It was like an hour, hour and a half. I think we went an hour 20 cause we were doing, uh, the, the three amigos dance. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it, so when Joe ended up launching Star Circuit and on on Bancroft, um, I was I was watching it happen. Uh, <laughs> I was on another stream uh, with um, oh goodness, he's gonna kill me. Uh, the Tales of Zero comic. Oh, they, yes. they were they were doing their own drawing stream, so I was over there with them while I had Joe on the phone on my lap, and I'm going, "Oh my God, he's getting it!" And then over here, and you know, talking to these guys, and then over here on my phone. So watching that happen, and it, you know, I think that's kind of what happened to me is just through Joe, I'm I'm here now. So, um, and, and yeah, the other thing is is uh, since this is a video game, and I'm the one kind of design, I'm more of an artist than a programmer. Yeah. So I can talk about it more. I can relate more with the comics groups uh, more than I can probably standing with game designers who are going to be talking code and logic and theory. You know, uh, I'm, I'm much just more about the story we're trying to tell. And I know, you know, I can I can talk mechanics. You know, we can do that. <laughs> you know, yeah. but as far as how to build them or whatnot, I'd be listening more than talking. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. Um, uh, sorry, I might have lost the question at this point. No, no, that's all right. I was, I was just wondering, like how, how you got to the point where you decided that you were going to promote the game to, to like the comic book audience. I guess that's when it was. Was uh, as Joe was coming up to launch and finding emails and harvesting. I was trying to find emails and harvesting. Uh, I started doing Twitter with Joe because uh, I, I never had a Twitter before. I didn't ever want one. <laughs> I was just saying. <laughs> didn't want one. Uh, Instagram was the same way. I didn't have one, but I started one when I started doing uh, YouTube. I didn't ever want to stream, but now I'm streaming. So, you know, it, it was a big character arc for me. <laughs> so, uh, 
but yeah, it's uh, Art Bros has been fun because that I mean Joe's family to me. Uh, I've yeah. got all my friends that are from that I know personally that show up and. Uh, some new new faces that I don't know that are really great people. And we got aspiring artists, too, that are young and coming up and really talented. You know, uh, Art Jedi, that was for you, buddy. Uh, but, yeah, um, it, that's when it that's when it hit was like, OK, so we got this group here. Joe's actually talking about this other group here. Uh, let's see what's going on. And just messaging once I installed Twitter and started talking to people and then bam, 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 bam. I mean. Uh, Pete, Pete. I mean, I mean, that was a big thing. I mean, I think when I was on the Pete stream with you was one of yeah. my second or third times, like sticking my nose in this group. So it was, uh, but it's been great. Nobody's really been shunning me away here <laughs> saying, get out of here, you know? So, uh, and as, as far as inspiration, I, I feel like uh, this, it, it's just great to see all of that art and all the, the, the energy of that creative spirit, like yes. not being held down. So I was like, Heck yeah, let's do it. <laughs> what I'm doing. Cool, man. Cool. Uh, in the chat, we have Bree who says, Hey, Hey, how is everyone doing? Good evening, Bree. How the devil art thou? Uh, Scooter says, yup, it was awesome. We also have Poncho who says, where does your enthusiasm come from? It's so nice to see someone who is genuine how do you keep that up when you have worked so hard to breathe life into an independent project? Well, insanity takes a lifetime of practice. It does, doesn't it? It's, fun. <laughs> it's a fun journey. <laughs> I can't wait for senility. You're going to make new friends every day. <laughs> was, it, was it Edgar Allan Poe who said, I don't, I don't suffer from insanity. I suffer from small moments of sanity. Mm -hmm. yes. or, or something along the line and i always loved that i was like i can relate to that a hell of a lot <laughs> well i mean again kind of what i was saying you know when he was asking me you know how many hours do you spend doing this it's um man when you love what you're doing and i get i guess i guess the other thing is like i'm an old literary fan too so like yeah. beowulf i'll bring up beowulf you know um that was a time when people like lived through like lived long after they died just through the legends you know so they yeah. created something that lasted longer than them something that sung a song far beyond you know their deeds maybe that's what i'm on i could be a little bit uh, i was going to be a dad when i was younger and yeah. about 10 years ago and what my choice but i wasn't able to and so uh there's I'm not tied down by those type of responsibilities or anything like that. And I've got this project has been in my head my whole life. Yeah. I got to get it out. <laughs> Absolutely. man. So Absolutely. I raised this <laughs> <laughs> the best way I can say it. <laughs> no, that's a good way to put it, man. Do you, do, you, do you find that where you're so passionate about the project that if anything comes along that takes your attention away from it, you kind of get like that little bit grumpy, that little bit frustrated because you're like, what the fuck? Why is this thing coming along to take away my, my focus and my energy? No, I, and I always attribute it to the time when I moved to California that first night, got there, went to the jetties of the ocean and turned around, looked at Kentucky and said, ha, 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 ha. And I looked up at the stars and said, bring it. Give me everything you got because I'll grow in it. I'll grow better, tougher, smarter. I'll go it. I'll take it. Like Frodo sitting there going, I'll take it. No, I'll throw it. <laughs> 
<laughs> awesome man awesome in the chat we have ginge gingerton who says hell chat what's up lucy and jeremy good evening ginge oh the devil by the way there's a channel called dark matter and when you told me to refer like some people refer to you as lucy i was like perfect yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's surprising. I didn't think people uh, would do that. Shorten my name to Lucy, but they do, and it's it's kind of nice. I kind of yeah. Like you're it, to be you're honest, smoking a Lucy now. So. <laughs> <laughs> we also have Marv Studio in the chat who says that's what I love to see. Inspired like that, man, that makes me happy which is good. We've also got Bristolian Dave in the chat who says, all right, me babbers. All right, Dave, how the devil art thou? He says, holy crap, that turtle stuff is awesome. Yes, I noticed you You are a little bit of a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan, aren't you? Yeah, you're lucky I didn't wear my onesie. <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm disappointed. <laughs> well, intermission, guys. One second. No, just <laughs> no, you can actually, you can see that on Art Bros. Uh, me and Joe did a... Uh, Man, I forgot. Was that back in November, Scoots? But yeah, we did a. I ordered pizza. Joe hates ranch on pizza, so I ordered a big old thing of ranch and just lathered up the pizza in the turtle suit, and we just had a fun time. That he was in his too. He was in his too. So yeah, awesome man, awesome. We also have Wally at Terrier Comics who says greetings from the dark side. How the devil art thou, Wally? Now, for those of you who don't know. Wally has a YouTube channel, and on Tuesdays, he does the hashtag Team Dark live stream, and I'm there every Tuesday with him. So check that out. I uh, will be. Good man. Good man. That's what I like to hear. Uh, Bree says, always so cool to see all these awesome people gather together, and I second that motion. It is awesome. That's one of the things I love doing about this show, is the amount of different people that you get to meet along the way. And... It's just, it, it really is inspiring. If I ever have a day where I'm like, man, I feel exhausted. I'm not sure if I should really do anything on the book today. I just meet some more people through this show and I'm like, cool, I'm ready yeah. to fucking go. Let's do this. <laughs> oh, that goes, that goes back to those questions. Like this is energizing when it's happening and you, that all that like networking and start this is your chance, you know, yeah. like, put everything in it that you can. Yeah. Absolutely. Give yourself an opportunity. Absolutely, man. Pancho says turtles forever. Uh, Scooter says Halloween with the yeah. turtles. Yeah, that's what it was. That was the episode that we were on. So it was the Halloween episode. Yeah. Excellent. And Adams has joined us. Good evening, Adams. How the devil art thou? And Ginge says, Lucy's show has been one of my faves for a while. Oh, bless you. Bless you, Ginge, and your cotton socks. That's why we like having you in the chat. So, as a creator of an independent game, would you rather be successful or great? And what I mean by that is, would you rather that, you know, you put the game out there, you make a fair amount of money, you don't have to worry about where money for your bills is coming from? Or would you rather it be that in, say, like a hundred years' time, there are people who are still playing your game and going, man, this is fucking awesome? Well, I think when I, re you know, uh, referred to Beowulf, I think that's a little transparent to your answer to your question, but... I mean, comfort's nice. I've just never been one to uh, experience it much. Um, but recently it's been it's been great. Like I said, ever since I guess I took myself seriously with this project, 
seemed like everybody else started to. I used to attribute that to age. Like people just don't take yeah. you know you seriously. But now it's just like, no, it's when you take yourself seriously. Yes. You know. And, and, and don't do that too much. It's always a virtue to have a good humor. <laughs> it actually makes things more fun, you know, if you yeah, have a self-awareness. So, you know, it's 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 just I don't know. I don't know. I, like, yeah, I, I have dueling perspectives on a lot of things. So to be honest with you, I, I think if I can do it while I'm alive, mm. great. Awesome, man. I, I, I so get where you're coming from with that whole, you know, people don't take you seriously until you start taking yourself seriously. Have you found that there were some people who didn't take you seriously at first? Yes. Then you, then you started taking yourself seriously and they still didn't take you seriously. There are some people who just they, they've made that decision early on and there's no way you can change their mind. I think, yes. I mean, I mean, I, I don't think I know. It's just uh, my perspective is then get out of my way. <laughs> Excellent attitude, man. Excellent attitude. I, I mean, mo most people that know me and know that, I mean, you guys are seeing it right now. This isn't much different than hanging out with me at my house or if I'm over at your place. I mean, maybe we're not talking about the game so much. Hopefully I'm better company than that. But yeah, yeah. it's yeah i mean yeah awesome man uh mike jimmy uh lortia de brune i hope i pronounced that correctly said can relate really hard these kinds of podcasts are the best oh thank you very much mike and i hope you're enjoying this one because i know that i am uh so let me see let me see i've got my got everything back up again um do you hide any secrets in your work that only select people will see and know about but others will just gloss over it and not think twice <laughs> why did this question have to pop up because <laughs> um... <laughs> i ask everyone this question <laughs> okay 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 in the prototype right now there are two hey, this is the dark channel so i get to be a little funny with this excellent the the, the the enemy, one of the enemies that I've got in it is what we call a Miglop. She's the mother of the two little uh, blueberry glags that you'll see around in the game, too. This the other enemy. Yeah. It's got... Okay, in uh, one of the Hobbit movies, we saw the Troll King, and it looked like he had this large, hanging, tumor, lopsided, double chin thing, right? Yeah. I was just like, that's just so disgustingly beautiful. <laughs> so <laughs> when I'm when I was drawing the glag, I was like, I, I've got all this movement in it, and I really wanted the gelatin to kind of blob around as it was walking. So I wanted the visual cue for that motion. So I made like these double sack it looks like a scrotum you know hanging right <laughs> off the neck you know uh so as she runs up or whatever it's like blah, 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 you know uh so that's one little trick i mean you could probably most of my artwork traditionally you'll be able to find little faces and stuff and all that subliminal it comes out as i'm doing it but i know this piece right here has got like 15 faces in it and like uh, maybe even 23 i think because you could flip it in the mirror and let a light yeah. sheen on it you'll find more um but uh the other little trick is um dang i shouldn't be saying this <laughs> one of the one of the uh key items to uh to finish the demo out uh to open the gate it comes in two parts uh the first part when i sent my brother the artwork for it and he put it in he called me and said 
you sure you want me to put this one in? I said, yeah. <laughs> he says, just on a side note, I'm not going to be able to unsee this unless you change it, but it looks like a flashlight. <laughs> and, and the worst part is the second piece to complete it is a crystal that slots right in. <laughs> Sorry, mom. I'm so glad you. <laughs> it just it, it's all kinds of wrong, but it feels so right. Nobody has said a thing about it yet. I've been behind there going. <laughs> <laughs> well, now it's out. <laughs> we have comics talk with Pops Van Sant in the chat who says, Holy shit, I almost missed this. Has anyone seen Steve? Yes, he's with Pascal. Just don't ask me where Pascal is. Uh, Ginge Gingerton, he says, Nothing like a neck scrotum. <laughs> who was that? Hugh Jackman that did that in the movie 41 oh, or something? Yeah, movie yeah. 43, wasn't it? 43, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I never saw that movie, but I saw that clip and I was like, I don't need to see this movie. <laughs> and, and it's very rarely that I do that. Uh, Adam says, Jeremy has strange tastes, it seems. Would you agree with that statement? Yes. I would say eclectic. I've been around a little bit, but yeah, I mean, I definitely like a little, a lot of the strange, something that's going to make my eyeballs just twitch a bit. Uh, I like, I like the foreign horror genres of stuff. I mean, yeah. Martyrs is one of those like secret. Yeah. <laughs> yes, know? Good man. Good man. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, yeah, I've got I've got a strange taste. I I, I would say that, yeah. <laughs> awesome, Matt. When you're working on your artwork, do you tend to work in silence, or do you like to have podcasts on music? Podcasts and music, um, cool. and, and that's only recently because I wasn't used to that. I mean, beforehand it would be my CD player, or yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, I don't have to. I I can do it in silence. Silence doesn't scare me. I kind of like it a bit <laughs> but yeah, yeah you know uh i like a lot of things like sometimes i need that sometimes i don't but it really depends cool cool man when you're listening to music what type of music do you like to listen to the most well guys come on let's get you know final fantasy type stuff like game music stuff that's adventure some something that can actually like and sometimes since i know all of it it's not so much but the band Sigaros. i don't know if you're oh, familiar with them yes yes icelandic band Yes, yes, yes. Love, love them, particularly because of the language he, he invents and speaks in it. It allows my imagination just to fly, you know, with, yeah. with it. Uh, uh, Mogway. Oh, yes. mean, uh, but, uh, you know, my friends from high school, they got punk bands and rock bands. And I mean, I think I commented on one of your tweets today, right before we went on. It was like the opening for Ghosts years yes. ago. <laughs> so, yes. so like, <laughs> oh man, I love that band. They are too fucking good. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> uh, Comics talk with Pops Van Sant. He says I got banned on Twitter. Anyone in the con tomorrow who is not on Facebook, please hit me up for the link right now because Pops does an online stream like this. It's kind of a convention. He does it once a month called Cromcon. The next Cromcon starts tomorrow, and you will be seeing me there. So please check out uh, Pops Van Sant's uh, uh, YouTube channel, Comic Talk with Pops Van Sant, and subscribe, and you get to enjoy a bit of the old Cromcon. On top of that, we also have Bristolian Dave, who says, love a good ball bag chin. Right? <laughs> you never get a good ball chin, Joe. <laughs> 
And uh, let me see. Ginge Gingerton says, uh, we're, we're going to break you out of Twitter jail. Ocean's Eleven style. See, Pops, everyone has got your back, my man. <laughs> so, Jeremy, what advice would you give to someone who wants to start working in computer games, especially independently? There are loads of engines that you can get started with. Don't okay. don't go from building your own engine. That's too much overhead for you to worry about, especially if you're just into creating something and getting it out. Yeah. Uh, uh, if it's an RPG, play with RPG Maker. Uh, it's been around since 1995. I played with it for a long time. Uh, it's got modern iterations like MV. 2K was another one I played with a lot. Um. But if you're wanting to move up from that and get more into the coding stuff, game, uh, oh, good Lord, hold on. Uh, <laughs> since I can't remember that one, I'm not going to, I dabbled into it and then left it. Uh, but Unreal and Unity are great tools, uh, very versatile, a little um, complicated, a little yeah. intimidating to get at. Uh, but if you're, if you're just fresh at it, just learn how games are structured. I mean, a lot of it is trying to organize, 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 yeah. make your list, make your list, make your, your flow charts, you know, with your logics, you know, how are things flowing? The better you can understand the system front ways and back ways and the, the more uh, your brain will start to automatically start to file those things away in their own categories. And when you put those on paper, when that's happening or force yourself to do that, that's when you've got something to work on structure and then go to the computer and start figuring out how to build this, how to build that. If you're just doing it the way I did plan like that, but draw your butt off, start dreaming and world building. What kind of world do you want to, you know, what kind of, and a lot of people say, don't ever design a game with art first because your art will then dictate what you're going to make and the biggest most important thing is to make something fun first get that made and mm -hmm. then hire your artist to come in and make the artwork for those fun mechanics keeping that in mind my whole way i've been able to bounce back and forth so each one iterates on the other one all i need is the right programming to come behind it and make it happen but my best thing is just start world world building like start sketching start making mm -hmm. thumbnails you know start taking notes uh yeah. my best thing is for outlining a story don't worry about the detail hit as many bullet points as you can and work on everything at once you know this is a good ending this is a good yeah. beginning this is a good middle to try to do okay now i gotta fit in what's in between and then yeah. you can start seeing oh i can rearrange it put that over here put this over here you know and Soon you'll start finding little, th it's all about exploration. Like with me, that creative uh, thing starts with like your first function thought, break yes. down what things are, just mm -hmm. know what you're dealing with. From there, you can start to explore it. So I saw something in my head that was a finished version of this game. I know what it's going to look like. I know what I'm, what I'm expecting to go for and then what's it going to take to make that happen? Well, it's going to take this system, this system, this art, this stuff, this stuff. And I start working backwards. And as I'm working backwards, I can turn around and look back and go, this is my path. Yeah. Right. And sometimes the path doesn't work that way. So you go off another one, but you still have the checkpoints, you know, to kind of keep that yourself on the narrow. 
Hmm. So on the focus, but yeah, you're always going to have to go off the narrow to reach for walls, like, especially in the dark tunnel. So, <laughs> you know, just oh, that's cool, man. Don't lose yourself to it. Awesome, man. Uh, Mike says, Hey, Jeremy, hit me up. If you want some button designs and stuff like that, the low key stuff that shouldn't take too much time, mm-hmm. the UI and stuff. That'd be great. I would love to uh, get some art help. Like I said, we, uh, we want to do that. If we hit our goal, I can create a couple jobs. So <laughs> awesome, man. Awesome. Uh, Michael T high desert comic says I've got RPG VX ACE installed learning yes. a lot and having a lot of fun that, with it. Yeah. yeah. That's why I say go to it. Cause it, it basically has the archetype structure and everything. You just got to go in and start plugging away at your idea, but you can start something. I like, I started so many projects in that and, and then stopped. So mm-hmm. I would say like, like writers sometimes make, you know, short stories or comic guys make comic scripts man i was going to design one for you back to dark humor guys sorry not trying to make anybody mad but i wanted to make an animation for you and it was going to be jesus eating m&ms and m&m falls goes through his hand but he says damn it before it hits the ground it catches on fire and it just loops <laughs> i love that kind of dark humor man see this is why we get on this is why we get on man Sorry, mom. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Tony says, anyone else find it halfway to say Jeremy and not see the sock puppet? Uh, don't worry, Tony. I, I don't know where Jeremy is. I'm sure he's having fun. He's uh, he's doing bad things to someone that isn't me for once, which is a nice change. But I feel his presence. I'm sure he'll be back before you know it. And he also corrected himself and said, I mean, Lucifer. Um Michael T also says a 30 year history playing tabletop RPGs has been invaluable for my world building experience. Yes. Cause it keeps you on your toes, especially if you're like dungeon mastering, like on freestyle, like you didn't make a campaign. You just yeah. got your friends together and you're just trying to keep them rolling. You're on your feet on your imagination and trying to make that funnel. Yes. Like that's why I love role masters. Like hey, you can use the rule book if you want to, but once you understand how it's pretty much played, just get a, 10 sided die, pen and a paper and go wild. Awesome, man. Uh, Bree says, can't wait to stream the heck out of Beckoned as soon as I can. Yeah, well, it's Bree- on Yes, exactly. So you can play a prototype of it now. Uh, Mike says, oh my God, yes, make that gif. <laughs> 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 right? In like the Monty Python graphics or, you know, <laughs> or aesthetic. Oh, oh God. Yes, I'm a big Monty <laughs> Python fan. So that kind of thing definitely floats my boat. Yeah. Yes, I am so up for that. Uh, Adam says, not really interested in RPGs anymore. I just like listening to Jeremy talk about them. Infectious excitement. Thank you. I, I mean, it, it's hard for me to hide how excited I am being at this part. I mean, I never... <laughs> It's insane, but knowing what our goal is, that's the other thing that's that sobering, humbling thought is like that's a large, a large hill to yes. climb. So, yes, absolutely. But it doesn't mean that you can't get there. You Mm-mm. can, you that's can, you just got to keep doing what you're doing. How have you found like the marketing and promoting of, uh, of Beckoned? How, how's that been for you? Have you found it very stressful? Have you found it takes up most of your time? Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> simply, yeah. Uh, no, 
getting in the beginning of it, when I started uh, knowing that I was going to be crowdfunding this and I had to start getting, you know, people, I just thought it was as simple as start a YouTube channel. It'll slowly grow. So yeah. I stayed away from Instagram, stayed away from Twitter's. I didn't have any use for in my personal life, uh, but I did start an Instagram. Sorry, I did start Instagram when I started the YouTube because I thought that's how I would generate some stuff. And that was going great, you know, uh, and then we would play with the, uh, when I started doing the Indiegogo and got it set up, had a pre-launch. We started, me and Joe started, you know, like, oh yeah, dude, we got to get the emails, got to get the emails. So we tried to get the emails. Now I wasn't learned at how to do that the best way, but we did get 241 emails before I launched, which I was like, yeah, that's great. But it's like, no, dude, it's 68,000. You needed like 3,000 emails. <laughs> what are you doing? But I had been telling people since November I was going to go. I was going to go. And Joe was like, yep, I'm launching my comic on the 15th of February. I was like, okay, hold on. <laughs> I don't want to be running a campaign at the same time you are. He's like, oh, it's yeah. comics. Here's games. They ain't going to compete. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I, I've been telling people I'll go two weeks before you. And right when that happened is when I start learning. Okay. Got to get on Twitter. Yeah. And so Twitter has been the biggest thing right now that's been circulating and generating and it's a wild space. But again, it's been, uh, as long as you're, as long as you're respectful of people, man, just, just keep going. It's been great. I haven't had any kind of negative stuff happen there that I'm aware of. (laughs) (laughs) There's still time. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) Yeah, man, it is a it is a fairly hefty goal that you've uh, set out, and for good reason, I think as well. What what made you want to go to Indiegogo and not Kickstarter? Oh yeah, that's kind of all right. So last year around March, <laughs> I started hearing um, things through some of the just the videos I was watching. Like I was looking up Indiegogo. What do I do? What's the best way to do this? And I come across a few videos. Thanks algorithm. That starts telling me, you know, uh, indie or Kickstarter is going to be changing their platform style. They're going to be, uh, uh, these were rumors at the time. I'm yeah. not sure how that's gone because I said, okay, later. But it sounded like they were wanting to take the project and see it all the way through, mm-hmm. you know, to, you know, fulfillment. Cool. All yeah. right. But beyond that, and I'm like, right. beyond that, okay. Um, I don't want you involved with it beyond that. <laughs> like in demands one thing, but once it's funded and I've got a game to work on, I'm no longer beholden to, to the Indiegogo people, unless I'm going to go back to it and relaunch something. Yeah. Um, so I was just afraid that if I got involved with Kickstarter somewhere along the line, I was going to lose more. Yeah. Plus Indiegogo isn't very uh, popular, it seems like, for uh, video games. Uh, so, hey, there's always time to shake up a platform. Now, as far as like the political stuff that I started hearing about afterwards, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm a creator. I don't want to be censored for someone else's political ideals. I represent none. You know, <laughs> I will talk to you. I'm compassionate. And that's how your enemies and friends will know your worth is just having compassion for people. So uh, I don't want to get tied into any of it. I probably am. Uh, that's fine. You know, uh, I'm me. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to I don't want to be flying anybody else's flag but my own. 
Um, I would love to fly others flag that, that need the help. And I do, I talk, I'm friendly, you know, I'll, I'll support you. I don't care what, what's stamped on you. You know, as long as you're a cool person, you respect others and you're a creator. Yeah, let's do this. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, the only way, of course, we've heard this being, you know, flung around. The only way to deal with things that you don't agree with is to talk, talk about them and to have these ideas be sift through and explored and tested, you know, yes. not, not shut out, hmm. you know. So that's kind of my take on that. Fair play, man. Fair play. So what else do you do besides working on the game? I mean, before we started the stream, you were I mentioning tattooing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did tattooing in Kentucky, uh, started learning in shop uh, when uh, I think it was 2010 or 2008. It was 2009, too. That's why. Oh, yeah. 2009, I started working in a shop, Liquid Graphics, my buddies, all of them over at Kentucky. Hey, guys, love y'all. Um, yeah. And uh, I was taught under a guy. I was the shop bitch, you know, so I'm mopping all the floors every morning. I'm going and cleaning all the utensils and uh, getting everybody's booze ready. And because of my art, I was the one drawing up everybody's stencils. So oh, I would design. Uh, that's when they were like, okay, we're a custom shop. Jeremy could draw up everybody's ideas and everybody can tattoo the stencils. <laughs> so after about a year, uh, you know, they really trusted me. They threw me in into, into skin, like within like two months, I was already tattooing and learning it a bit. And after about two years, you know, like I told you, like I was going to be a dad didn't really happen. So I was, and my, I, I grew up, my dad's a carpenter, uh, still yeah. is, um, uh, uh a beast of a dude, <laughs> uh, but working with him, I lost uh, my fingertip to a router saw uh, doing construction on the side, you know, while yeah. I was doing that too and table serving at the same time. So I was just, uh. and yeah, when that happened, I was kind of like, okay, take yourself seriously. What are you going to do? And I said, yeah. I'm going to go to California. You know, uh, do you have a job? No, but I have a buddy out there that said I could live in his garage. <laughs> so, <laughs> I did. I flew out there. I had like two back backpacks with me. One of them had my laptop. The other one had a change of clothes, you know, a few clothes and went out there and just did it. I don't know what it, I just did it. Uh, my dad, when I was younger, took me on an elk hunting trip in Colorado. Uh, archery. I've never, never killed an animal for hunting, but I do know how to, how to, Yeah. <laughs> and you know, my dad taught me a lot about how to, you know, survival of skills, how to prep. And so like, so he took me out there and, uh, just that experience alone is it, it you're not scared of too much when you hit certain stuff, <laughs> you know, that's yeah. about what I'm going to say. <laughs> when you sleep 10 feet from a mountain lion's den and didn't know it until the next morning, not much scares you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bristolian Dave says you can fly my flag if you want. I'd have to get a flag first, though. <laughs> Don't we all? Don't we all? Well, if you ever need designs, you know, I mean, sigil designs, stuff like that. I need, I need some. Uh, that's one thing Beckon's missing right now for its world building is sigils. And yeah. I'm trying to think uh, since it's an alien planet, culturalistically wise, world building. I'm trying to think of ways that they may have done that differently. Would it yeah. just be colored flags, you know, of different segments? You know, would they be symbols? Uh, one real cool, quick uh, details. You'll see a lot of beads on my characters. 
uh, I did some research and prehistory stuff or ancient, you know, civilizations and found these beads that they would have these carvings on them that when you rolled them in mud, it told a story through hieroglyphs. So I was like, all right, I'm taking that. I'm going to be using that, <laughs> like all these beads in this thing. It's kind of what the way they would do, uh, like, uh, I guess, like carrying a book or telling a story. They would have a strand that they could just roll out on mud and you could read the story, you know. So, mm. oh, that's pretty cool. So, yeah. Mm. Cool, man. Well, listen, we're going to be wrapping up the show very shortly Ooh. because an hour flies by so quickly. I did, too. But before we do, I am going to warn you, there are still a couple of questions left. But I also want to remind everyone that you can find Jeremy's campaign for Beckoned in, in the chat. It's being pinned to the top of the chat. You can also take a look in the description box down below where you will find a link to the campaign. You also find a link to Jeremy on Twitter and on Instagram. So check out that and follow him on either platform would be ideal. And also, I just want to let people know before we end the show, two things, two things. First of all, on Monday, I will be back for another episode of I Have Issues, but not just one. There'll be two back to back. So that's going to be awesome. And soon I'm not going to be doing this show on a Friday anymore because instead I'll be doing a little show called Lucifer's Lounge, which is an open mic night show. So if you have a book to promote or in Jeremy's case, a game or maybe just a YouTube channel, hey, maybe you just want to turn up and sing us a song. That would be great. It's a call in show. So that will be starting on March 12th. Look out for it. So before we go, there's a couple of questions that I ask everyone who who comes on this show. And the first one is, do you believe in artist block or a creative block? And if so, what do you do to overcome it? I hacked it a long time ago uh, when I was 15. And with this project, I said I wanted to create a planet. So there's always work to do. There's always things different to draw. It's just, it's mainly with the same aesthetic and stuff. Uh, do I get artist block? Um, SCAD, uh, the Spanish College of Art and Design will beat it out of you, uh, <laughs> quite literally, because uh, you are you have to. Uh, you have to produce that much that quick. Uh, my biggest thing for artist block would be step away. Yeah. Take a deep breath, enjoy your life for a few moments, and then there's never a dull moment. So if you're looking Absolutely. for inspiration, pay attention to the life around you, not the blank page. Yes, that is so well said. And uh, Comic Talk with Pops Man Son in the chat says, have to book Jeremy for a Monday madness after hours. He seems a natural fit. Absolutely, Pops. Like I said, you can find a link to Jeremy's Twitter. Ah, but you've been banned from Twitter, so I really no, 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 no. I haven't been banned for Twitter. I was banned from. No. Uh, oh, he. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, Pops, yeah, 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 yeah. Pops has. Uh, are you on uh, Facebook at all, Jeremy? Yes, I am, and uh, I do a, a Beck and Development weekly stream every Friday at eight o'clock p.m. Eastern. Uh, so later on tonight, I'll be on with my older brother. Hopefully, if Texas electricity can hold off. And Joe, Joe Catapano ends up sliding in from time to time. So I'll be on a little bit later on tonight. 
and then Art Bros on Wednesday with Joe uh, Catapano Art on his YouTube. So yeah, I'm around. Just look, look us up. <laughs> awesome, man. Because I know Pops is on Facebook and he has a group on Facebook called Comic Related Madness. If you go join that group, Pops will hit you up and I'm sure he will uh, sort you out uh, to appear on his channel. Oh, Pops, yeah. I've, 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 sent, I've sent a message over to him. Yeah, he's supposed to be checking me out, he said. Yeah. Cool, cool, man. <laughs> And Adam says demo on Steam. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, it is. Excellent. And Wally says, finally, somewhere to perform my award-winning mime act. Yes. Yes, <laughs> I'm going to hold you to that, Wally. I want to see that on this channel. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> <laughs> I had a joke, but I'm like, ah, I think blonde jokes are way out now. Like, I'm a blonde, so I have like license, don't I? I don't know. <laughs> well, it's time for the final question. This is one uh, I haven't seen Zachary in the chat, but he normally joins us in the chat, and he absolutely loves this question, and so do I. Do you believe that there is much truth to the idea of the tortured artist? Yes. Wow, that was the that was the quickest answer I've ever heard to that question. <laughs> Pressure creates diamonds. Yes. Uh, Garth Brooks said that arrow flies with resistance. He's got bodies in his yard. That's what that you know, <laughs> friends in little places is about. But yeah, uh, I mean, struggle's gonna make you think creatively limitations are going to make you think creative. So even with like creative ideas, put some fences around your idea to force you to break them. Yes. Yes. You know, I, I can get behind that, man. I can get behind that. Jeremy, it has been absolutely fantastic having you on the show. I hope that you will join me again on this show at some point in the not too distant future, especially towards the end of the backend campaign. I want to see how well that does. On your lounge, it starts right in the last couple weeks I've got left for it. So, yes, I'll be on. Fantastic. That's what I like to hear. And I just want to say thank you to everyone who's been watching, and especially to you guys in the chat. You are all officially awesome. If anyone tells you otherwise, send them to me. I'll have a polite chat with them and tell them why they might be mistaken. And so until next time oh actually before i say that bit i do just want to remind everyone again i will be back on monday for two episodes of i have issues the first one featuring dave swartz from confederate monster and the second one featuring anthony seeker from oh my god and mars and venus which i am so looking forward to because he's an outlaw comics creator so that one's going to be a great chat especially so guys that leaves me with nothing else to say except for until next time take care of yourselves take care of each other and most importantly and i i really cannot stress this enough stay safe and stay awesome <laughs>